Welcome to The Ether. Today is Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes, and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, Secret Spaces, featuring IBC, Jack Zamplin, CryptoCito, and more. Let's take a listen. Secret, and as it relates to all the other incredible IBC-enabled chains out there. We have a bunch of special guests today from a bunch of different places in the ecosystem. I'm going to be adding them to the stage, and I'll keep resetting this room as people keep coming in, but I'll be adding people to the stage over the next few minutes. We'll probably kick off at about five or six past the hour. So stay tight. Share this link with your communities. Let's have some fun. Sending some invites around the room to our scheduled speakers. We'll have them all introduce themselves when we kick off. We're just going to wait a few more minutes here to make sure everybody gets their speaking privileges, make sure we can get all these tweets out. So if you're in the Atom community, Osmo community, Juno community, Secret community, etc. community, please make sure you throw this link into the channels. And I'll be tweeting that we have gone live shortly. I hope everybody's been having a Good March, and uh, we'll be discussing all manner of topics today. Everything IBC, everything Cosmos, everything secret, everything, uh, really anything that our our speakers feel they want to speak to. I've got only a few questions lined up that'll help set the tone for the whole conversation, open up the floor for everything, and then we're going to start letting people stick their hands up if they've got topics they want to discuss. Ideally, we would focus on things that are, you know, cross-chain issues common to all chains, uh, so we can think about how every chain is dealing with issues in the cosmos equally. Talk about what we can be gaining from all of these cross-chain connections, both technically and on a community level. We love talking about this stuff. Give me just a couple more minutes. We're going to get this tweet out. We're going to wait for 
uh, Jack, who's running, he told me three minutes late. Uh, and now it's four past the hour. So we'll all shame him when he comes in. But sit tight, everyone, and let's get this link around and let's pack the room. All right, we are five past the hour. And I'm a very impatient person, so we're just going to kick off. Let me get this tweet out. If you're listening again, make sure to send this link around to your communities. Retweet the tweet that the Secret Network official account just put out. We'll make sure that people keep coming in here. Someone let me know when Jack steps in so I can bring him up here as well. may not see him. Sometimes people kind of sneak into the room, and that's cool. Um, but let's get going. So up on stage already, we have Cryptocito. We have Dimmy, we have Itzik from the Secret Labs team. Since you guys are on time, you get first dibs on 60 second introductions for each of yourselves, your relation to the broader cosmos, what you work on. And just in case this is anybody's first secret spaces, I'll quickly introduce myself. I'm Tor, I'm the founder of Secret Foundation. I've worked within the Secret Network ecosystem since 2017, so about five years now deeply passionate about what's getting built in our community, but also deeply passionate about what's possible in this multi-chain universe and the multi-chain future that is already a reality. Um, so we're excited to be a big piece of the Cosmos universe, and we're excited to work with what I consider to be the, the best developer ecosystem in the entire crypto Web3 space. Um, but I'm mostly here to facilitate. Let's pass it over to each of our guests. We'll start with Cryptocito then Demi, then Itzik. Yo, I mean, as a proud German, I, I have to be punctual at those things. So um, thanks, Tor, for setting this up and uh, for inviting me. Uh, always a pleasure to be on. Um, for those that don't know me, I think a lot of people might know me also from my IC Carters here, from my interview with him and my interview that I did with you. So <clears throat> what I'm mostly doing is um, content on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called Cryptocito. Um, we actually also, what I think few people know is uh, we launched our Cryptocito Clips channel. So sometimes my inter interviews can get pretty lengthy. So on the Clips channel, we post small, hot, you know, parts of those interviews. Um, also super active on Twitter. Um, and at this point, I'm basically just covering Cosmos because there's just so much going on. And like you said, it's probably the most developer-friendly ecosystem. And from, from my view, also the one that has the most potential. So I try to get people on board. I try to help people, you know, understand the different, the different chains in the ecosystem, the different kind of like purposes, who's behind, and also how you can how you can get started, right? Like setting up your wallet, uh, providing pretty on osmosis, or do a swap on, on secret swap, right? Like and, and what it means, what's going on behind the scenes. So um, that's mostly what I'm doing, and I'm also um, co-founder of Cosmoverse, which I might be able to share some updates today because I actually just arrived in Medellin, Colombia and um, visited the venue and did some um, yeah, first meetings to kick off the second edition of Cosmoverse. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me on and I think I'll pass it on to Dimi. Thanks. Uh, so hi everybody, um, I'm Dimi and uh, I'm a protocol specialist at uh, Stakefish. Uh, although I have a technical background, uh, I love developing. And uh, yeah, I am also a core one uh, contributor uh, to the Juno ecosystem um, and of course a passionate cosmonaut. Uh, I always like to help uh, in the networks uh, I like and uh, yeah I'm totally specialized on Cosmos. Um, 
yeah, very, very happy to be here. Um, Jack, are you here? I am. Hey, Dimi. Um, I, I am also on core one with Dimi, and I am also a passionate cosmonaut. Um, and, you know, I've been following Tor and the Secret Network, Secret Network folks for a really long time and really excited to see their community growing al along with the rest of Cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My turn. My turn. Tor, come on. Um, yeah. So uh, for, for all of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Itzik or Cashmani, as I am sometimes known, uh, VP Engineering at Secret Labs, uh, where the core developer is uh, behind Secret Network. Um, and yeah, I mean, like everybody, obviously, you know, hugely bullish on Cosmos and, you know, um uh, really really you know enjoyed our time uh from a developer standpoint after we transitioned from uh building on ethereum to now building on cosmos uh we really really like the ecosystem amazing well that's the who we can dive into the what cryptocito's already made it known that there's going to be alpha leaks on here which is i suppose why we all come to these twitter spaces in the first place um so thanks everybody for making time on your tuesdays i really have just three high level topics and then like i said we're going to be opening it up to the floor probably not for at least the first 20 or 30 minutes here um so if you've got questions already kind of keep them in reserve but at that point you can kind of start putting your hands up i'll bring people up on stage uh make sure it's you know related to the topics at hand but we got a bunch to get through before then so uh, there's a lot that we could talk about. Some of the some of the biggest topics here um, are how secret and other chains can make use of IBC to interoperate and enable applications that wouldn't be possible without that interconnectedness, and what the consequences of things like IBC will be for scaling across the multi-chain, things like that. So there's specific applications that I want to talk about at some point while we're all on here. One would be like DAOs and how DAOs can coexist, like multi-chain DAOs or DAOs with private voting or anything like that. Another topic would be cross-chain NFTs uh, and making use of the properties of secret NFTs like private ownership and private metadata. All of this, I think, relies on IBC itself, things like cross-chain contract calls. So maybe let's start there from a technical basis. Whoever feels most uh, qualified, or regardless of qualified, whoever's most excited to kind of speak about how does IBC currently work? How are these chains already connecting? Where are we trying to go cross Cosmos with IBC? What might these cross-chain contract calls look like? And once we finish that at a high level, it'd be awesome to start digging into some of these individual use cases that might be unlocked when all of these chains start really interoperating and not just interconnecting? Yeah, Tor, I think that's an excellent question. Um, you know, what does it look like right now? So how, does, how, is, how is IBC working right now? The way that these chains uh, interconnect is by sending tokens, i.e. sending value between each other. And that is, I think, kind of like the email of IBC in a lot of ways. Like when we go back to the Internet, the first big application was email. And it was just this really basic message passing protocol, um, simple mail transfer protocol, SMTP. Um, the, the names of the protocols behind it uh, sort of tell you in, in IBC that the protocol is transfer. 
It's very basic. And what we ended up building with the internet was via HTTP, which is this very generic hypertext transfer protocol. So a much more generic and full featured protocol that allows for a lot richer data to travel over these connections between chains. So what is it going to look like when we have uh, smart contracts, uh, but smart contracts interoperating directly with each other? You know, this is what I said when IBC came online. I said, this is some kind of fundamental technology and, and we're not really going to know exactly how all the applications work. Uh, ahead of time, and a lot of that's going to be kind of uh, happen as the protocol evolves. And we've seen that, you know, how the IBC network topology has evolved to have Osmosis kind of at the center of it, to have all these other chains that, that are sort of a part of it. Secret is is a huge part of that. And, you know, there's the decks on Secret. Um, I think that once we turn on these much more full-featured protocols where we can do cross-chain contract calls as well as cross-chain queries to really do true composability in the interchain, um, it's going to be very interesting. You could imagine a trading protocol on Osmosis where the LP funds are held in secret um, and held in a, a shielded address and used. Uh, in the in the provision of liquidity on osmosis to provide some sort of uh shielding to the users who want to join the lp pool that's that that's kind of a bit of a hand wavy uh explanation right now but you know these this is the kind of stage we're at in, in contemplating these protocols in this example users might deposit over on secret and their deposits would be shielded and then the application over on osmosis would move that liquidity over to osmosis use it in the pool and then when users want to uh pull out they would submit a transaction on secret that asks for a refund makes a refund request and then after a few blocks and a couple of ibc communications with osmosis their funds would get returned that's one example of a protocol that could utilize some of the specific things about secret um but it, <clears throat> With IBC, there's, you know, a ton of other chains and there's all these other use cases that, that we can't think of right now. Um, yeah, I guess that would be my answer there. Yeah, um, thanks. I, I really enjoyed the analogy of email uh, and SMTP to HTTP. I think that's uh, that, that's something that makes it very clear for everybody what, you know, what stage we're at and where we're looking to get to. Um, and specifically, the way that we look at IBC um, from like the perspective of secret is uh, is really that like at first before the age of IBC secret was just like um, a standalone network where you could create applications that sort of do something that's unique and use privacy um, but they're just you know they're standalone apps and what they can do is what they can do. Um, but once IBC uh, came online, we started, you know, thinking uh, a bit uh, in a bit larger scope about things and taking secret uh, in a direction where, you know, we're also thinking about what kind of services secret could provide to the Cosmos ecosystem. So you can think about, you know, all the unique things that you can do on secret, for example, uh, random number generation or storing private data, uh, all kinds of things like that that utilize, you know, the privacy features of Secret and to sort of 
you know, through IBC, allow contracts and allow other networks to use those features. So you could have, I don't know, an NFT on, you know, choose your chain, you know, Stargaze, you know, Terra, whatever. Um, and that NFT could utilize privacy features on Secret or a game. Um, or, you know, as Jack said, you know, a DeFi application that wants to use uh, some form of secret data. So it's really, you know, sort of um, bringing secret to the next level. And, you know, sort of, uh, I think it's something that, you know, is in line with the vision of Cosmos. Because, you know, if you think about the vision of Cosmos as, you know, chains that have, you know, a specific use and how everything ties in together, um, I think, you know, for us, it's very exciting to, you know, take the, the, the steps towards achieving, you know, that goal and, you know, finding our space in the ecosystem and sort of really bringing both Cosmos and blockchain you know, like, to the next level and, you know, doing some cool shit, which was what we're all about, really. I think one thing, Jed, what, what really excites me is to see that there's like, I think every day there's another chain that implements IBC. And that really um, shows that now we're probably like over this first first main hill, like this main challenge to get initial traction with IBC. Because I think for the first few months when it came out, when it was went live, um, it was just there. And then Osmosis came and killed it with their with their um, Dex as a use case. And now you just see more refined use cases of IBC within that ecosystem. But also you just see more hype around it as a whole. And I think that's something really exciting. We're, we're right now at forty chains. That implemented IBC, and um, in total, we're, I think, according to Mepposons, over over a million at this point. I think monthly active um, addresses that are doing IBC transfers. And once you did it, like you don't even know notice, like the, the user experience is just so smooth. So um, Jack and everybody who is working, who has been working on it, you guys did an amazing job in just also making this this whole experience um, so smooth and so easy that. It just feels like you're doing a normal transfer, but what's going on behind the scenes is just so much deeper. And um, as a user, it's just incredible to to um, yeah to play around with it. And um, also now with with superfluid staking, I think when they evolve for the next version, um, a version two, they will also allow that you can stake um, both tokens through IBC, um, uh, both LP tokens that you provide as liquidity, which is also going to be a very exciting thing. So. Um, I think both in the DeFi and NFT space and also um, what you guys do with, with the uh, meta uh, privacy, um, there's so much that's coming and I'm just very excited to see the whole ecosystem grow as a whole. Yeah, you guys uh, nailed everything. <laughs> there is not much to add. Um, it's right. What we are doing uh, right now with IBC uh, is just the beginning, uh, like simple token transfer. But uh, especially when uh, IBC will be used by smart contracts and uh, developers, maybe using Cosm Wasm, uh, that will be a huge game changer. And uh, the the limit will be just the creativity of the developers. Like I, I can't wait to see maybe a cross chain lending protocol built on uh, on Cosmos. That will be really amazing. But yeah, like limit limit is only fantasy. So. Really excited to see what's going to happen. And by the way, guys, maybe you can take on stage also Jake. Uh, he's multi-chain maximalist and uh, he's a part of Core One as well. Let oh, me go are, 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 are we also going to talk Prop Sixteen? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Or potentially at all. 
<clears throat> so as I said, this is mostly about the technical nature of IBC. Uh, it is a hot topic. If we are there for the last like 10 minutes of this space, maybe we'll start talking about some of those implications. I think we can all agree there are substantial implications. Not everybody here, especially if you're coming from the secret community, might be aware about what's going on with Prop 16 and the Juno community right now. So before we get there as a topic, let's keep things at a high level. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. But I actually did want to press in on, on one of these things. Like now we've kind of talked at a high level about IBC, where it is, where it's going. And I, it's amazing to hear not only that people are excited about it, but we all seem pretty much on the same page about its potential and the analogies and what this can all unlock. Let's dive in. Maybe this is the right time then, since we've just brought up uh, multi-chain maximalist to talk about NFTs specifically. So on Secret Network, we really are trying to unlock new capabilities for NFTs. And they work differently on Secret than in any other ecosystem. We have native privacy, native access control. We can have public or private ownership. We can have public or private metadata. There's already been a ton of PFP project launching off these capabilities, marketplaces, there's gaming applications that are going to be launching, leveraging this. But obviously what we want to see is every chain being able to make use of these capabilities. And beyond that, we want to see every chain in the cosmos be able to interoperate when it comes to NFT and metaverse applications. What does that work look like right now? What do we see being the potential of cross-chain NFTs within the cosmos? Anybody who's building it or wants to speak on it, because I know Secret Labs is doing work on this with LegendDAO as well, and their work on the Tarantino NFTs previously. Um, a bunch of people who are already up on stage here probably have some very strong perspectives about what's possible. Yeah, Jake's Jake's working on Stargaze. I, I think one of the biggest unanswered questions around uh NFTs uh, in the interchain is how to deal with uh, royalties because you transfer the NFT off the chain, the royalty won't necessarily be processed. So it opens up this secondary market for NFTs that would potentially avoid the royalties. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I have a meta rat. The experience with NFTs on Secret is really, really nice. Um, as it is on Stargaze, I, I will mention, I think that we're going to just see an increasing amount of NFT activity move over into the IBC space. Yeah, I think NFTs and Cosmos are just getting started. And and even so far, I already think it's like a better experience, ex experience on all the networks than um, what I've experienced before on Ethereum. Uh, so I guess uh, in terms of the standard, there's the ICS721 standard. Uh, there's a GitHub repo for this. There's an open pull request for this. Like. I invite anyone who's like interested in the technical specifics of the standards to go check it out. Um, it's got a lot of momentum behind it. Um, and so, you know, I think that that is like going to be, you know, the first, first version of interoperable NFTs um, in the cosmos. Um, it is not perfect yet. Like Jack said, there's like some issues around things like royalties around more complex types of NFTs. Um, you know, some NFTs are not just pictures, but like actually have like on-chain code that generates the NFT. So there's a bit more thinking to do in terms of like what that looks like. You know, if something is like very, has a very specific smart contract associated with it, like how do I transfer that to another chain like Secret Network or um, like uh, Evmos if it ever launches, you know, um, it will. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the ICS 721 standard is a really good start and we have to start somewhere. And frankly, uh, there's there's the same problem of royalties even exists on Ethereum today when it, where it's all one block space of, you know, uh, an NFT might say that royalties are required, but there's no real enforcement mechanism to like force that to happen. So, you know, I think definitely a lot more thought is needed there with regards to that. Um, but yeah, that's some of my perspective on, I guess, interchain NFTs. Uh, Jake, I have a question. Um, like, do you know uh, what will be the difference between uh, like NFT minted by uh, Cosmos SDK module uh, compared to the NFTs uh, uh, minted by my uh, smart contract? Well, we're working hard to make sure there there is no difference in terms of interoperability is concerned. Um, and you know there's been you know like i think that uh this is like definitely like complicated like the standard a little bit because frankly like a lot of uh chains like juno like stargaze like secret network like evmos uh are all using virtual machines and all the nfts are implemented in smart contracts and yet there's like a whole other set of chains like asset mantle um like I believe Omniflix and others that are doing this with like a native like Cosmos SDK module. And then to make matters even more complicated, there was a, a Cosmos SDK module uh, developed in the Cosmos SDK, the NFT module. And there was some assumption at the beginning that everyone would be using that. And that's not the case. Um, so does everybody know that XKCD cartoon? where it's like the thing where it's like, we've got 14 standards. Somebody needs to create a standard to unite all these standards. Yeah. And the last frame is soon. We have 15 standards. Yeah. That, 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 well, but we need the 16th standard. You guys, standard 15 is really inadequate in a large number of reasons. Yeah. So now we're back to prop 16. I get it, Jack. <laughs> oh, no. <That's> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I think I'm saying. Oh, sorry, sorry, just sorry. Just passed by the way. I, I think I think uh, bike Wait shedding is endemic is endemic throughout technical spaces, and, and one of those things that ends up happening with a large. No, it's it's one of those dynamics that I've seen in pretty much every major technical discussion I've been in. So I think it's quite likely that chains that use Cosmosm are going to have like NFT interoperability very very soon because it's yeah. it's really easy. One of the things I love about Cosmosm, and I kind of jumped on here late, but I heard you guys talking about like interchain smart contracts is Cosmosm gives you low level access to IBC. Like you have every, you can do everything with IBC. You can like send and receive packets. You can acknowledge packets. You have like this low level access to like basic IBC functionality. And that makes it really easy to implement custom stuff. And you just can't do that with Solidity smart contracts. So, um, you know, Secret, Terra, Juno, Stargaze, like, you know, we can, we can connect these things like pretty soon. Um, and I think the ICS 721 standard is definitely like a really, really good start. I think that there's like a lot of arguing over like some specific things. And frankly, I think there's been like maybe a little bit of scope creep at time too, where like people are worried about like things like royalties and really that, you know, that might be a V2 or a V1.2 or something like that, you know? Um, we need to like just focus on shipping like, the most important use case, which is frankly like just the token them tokens themselves. Um, Cash, yeah, yeah. go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say that, um, like the question around NFTs and uh, how they will end up in the IBC space um, is it, sort of like touching on one of the, I think, uh, more difficult challenges of IBC, which is uh, the sort of, you know, governance and sort of, you know, getting everybody on the same page, you know, standards. Uh, which require, you know, right now it's difficult with, you know, I don't know how many chains there are connected to IBC. I'll get a guess around 50 maybe. Um, and it's going to get harder as more and more chains uh, come in. But I mean, it's something that, you know, evolves naturally. And the same thing happened uh, with tokens. And, you know, you started with the CW20 or on Secret Network, the SNP20s, and now we're starting to see them interoperate uh, with native tokens in IBC. I think the same thing will happen uh, with NFTs. And also it's something that, you know, each chain can also do the conversion between native and Cosmosm. Uh, we do the same thing, for example, with uh, Secret, where you can wrap Secret in a contract and get a SNP20 version with privacy that's called secret secret. Um, and the same thing is possible with NFTs as well. Um, so I'm, I'm not really worried about, you know, how that, that will interoperate. I think royalties will also find a way to solve themselves. Um, Cause I, for the most part, you know, I would expect there to be like, eventually there'll be like, you know, one, two, maybe three big NFT marketplaces on Cosmos at, I don't know, 95, 99% of, Every, of all transfers will go through there because like as you know as people mentioned even on ethereum you can you know just send nfts you know do a otc trade and bypass royalties if you really want to um so i think those problems will you know solve themselves eventually um and I, i'm not too worried like for the most part you know 99 percent of nfts are you know some link to a json a link to a, an image some on-chain data um that's pretty easy to bridge between chains uh, so I'm I'm pretty bullish on uh, NFTs in IBC in general. All right. Well, I'm sure we can fill the whole space just talking about NFTs. And again, an NFT, as Jake was starting to make the point, like this can represent pretty much anything. It's not just images. It's not just PFP projects. Like we've already seen, especially on Stash, like some of the really complex projects that have launched making use of the private metadata. But eventually these can represent pretty much anything rights to real world objects, um, financialization. There's a on-chain proposal that just passed on secret to fund the development of a fractionalization standard for secret NFTs. So we're just gonna keep seeing tons and tons of innovation on IBC chains around NFTs. And eventually, you know, when the word leaks out of this ecosystem into these other ecosystems like ETH, Solana, Polygon, et cetera, there's, there's going to be a massive inflow. And thankfully we're gonna have a lot for all of these people to do. But that does bring me to another topic that I think a lot of us here are passionate about, which is DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. We've had some tweets go out before um, concerning the possibilities for combining DAOs with privacy technologies, what that can unlock. Asaf had a really great thread about this. I tried to bring him up earlier, so now he's just in the audience. But I think uh, it signals a little bit about all of this functionality as well. Plus. I know that Jack has worked on some of this stuff. So let's pivot the topic to DAOs in the IBC ecosystem. How are they currently working? What does adoption look like? But what else can we unlock, especially with cross-chain contracts and where IBC is going? Where are DAOs going to go from where they are today? Yeah, I think that 
you know, one of the things that is really underappreciated and not talked about enough in this ecosystem is that Cosmos is like the leader in DAOs in a lot of ways. Um, each chain is in and of itself a DAO and you guys on Secret are no different. You guys use that, uh, the, the on-chain voting functionality to do upgrades and to make other changes. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of work in Cosmos and, and Jake, I think is probably doing some of the best work in the ecosystem on that um, in giving this governance capability better tooling. I mean, the vote that we just saw on uh, Juno had 98% of stake um, participating with, I, I think, 660,000 uh, individual wallets voting. I mean, that's, you know, and the the, the sort of normal uh, numbers are more like 60 to 80% of stake and a couple of thousand wallets voting, which is huge. But if, if you compare those to numbers in Ethereum-based DAOs, they're much, much, much larger. So... I think that not only are we the leaders in DAO technology right now and sort of like actual participation in these DAOs, but the, the work that's going on right now with DAODAO and, and others is going to sort of increase that lead. And it's going to lead to much better governance for these communities that we're a part of um, and, and enable us to build more things, ship more code and, uh, you know, collaborate and, and work together even better. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put on my secret hat here and say that what I'm really excited about uh, in con like connecting IBC DAOs and secret network is bringing privacy to DAOs. Because I think one thing that everybody can feel uh, when they're part of the of, of DAOs, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, any project on Ethereum, any project on Cosmos, is that once there are contentious votes, things get political. And I think, you know, Prop 16 is probably, you know, one of the better examples of that. And what that means is that, you know, it's also something that sometimes you don't see behind the scenes is that there is a lot of work uh, lobbying for votes in a certain way. And people take into consideration, you know, the optics of their vote, you know, what voting one way or another will do. And that really, really shifts, uh, shifts votes and shifts discussion. Um, and I think that having privacy for that will really allow people to vote uh, according to what they believe in and vote their conscience. And politics will take a backseat. And that's something that we're seeing um, in Secret Swap, where we have the, I think it's the first uh, DAO that has private voting, where, you know, people are really voting a lot more freely and a lot less according to, you know, uh, how they are, uh, you know, scared of or afraid of being perceived. One thing, yeah, you know, th that is a really interesting point. And I think private voting is going to be one of these huge advances in DAOs. However, I think there are still a lot of use cases for public voting, um, but private voting in particular, I don't think will remove the politics. I think that the only way that we can sort of uh, blunt this political force that is sort of inherent in these systems that we're building is by giving these communities better tooling and taking that political power and investing it within 
groups that can filter some of these ideas and, and bubble them up to broader votes. But I think even with private voting, we will still see these political dynamics. There will just be less visibility into the votes. I, I mean, for sure, there'll still be pol politics. I mean, you know, if you look at, you know, democracy, you know, in the real world, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it has private voting and yet, you know, things get rather political. Um, but I think still um, being able to vote privately uh, re removes a lot of, you know, the, uh, the pressure that uh, having everything visible on chain uh, has for, especially for voters with, for validators with a lot of voting power and things like that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think private voting is is pretty essential, and uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of the things that we're working on with Dao Dao, as uh, alongside you know, kind of all the other things that like Jack mentioned. Um, governance is really, I think, one of the key things we need to get right in in crypto. If we're serious about building decentralized economies and decentralized communities, we need better governance tools. Um, and we need better co governance processes and maybe even things like constitutions. Um, so yeah, if anyone's interested in like contributing to this stuff, like check out DowDow. Uh, we have an open Discord. We'd love to hear from people and get people's thoughts. Um, and you know, I think uh, going back to the original question about like IBC plus DAOs and what that enables, I really think uh, it unlocks like a ton of really cool stuff. Um, like we were just talking about private voting, which is another possibility, but like. You know, if a DAO can have a shielded address, like, well, well, that's cool. So now DAOs can hold assets, but you don't necessarily know what they're they're holding. Like, you know, that that's a like an amazing kind of use case. I think with Secret Network, um, another uh, use case that like we've been talking about a lot, and you know, talking about with the Osmosis team is like, can can a DAO take its treasury, like a DAO on Juno, for example, and then go LP that treasury on osmosis. So the DAO is getting like income in the form of like staking rewards, you know, or, you know, super fluid staking even. Um, you know, these these are the kind of things that like, you know, IBC will kind of like unlock for DAOs. Like you you can have a DAO that like lives on Juno network or secret network and they can access all these other like amazing services and possibilities that each of the other Cosmos chains kind of enables. Um, and so, yeah plus one to everything that has been said that's uh that's great and uh, you know i i think there's a role for both public and private voting and but i i think private voting is essential i think that that's something we really need to get right in like the next six months or to year um it's a super high priority for us yeah i think private voting is uh very needed uh, also in the governance module of cosmos sdk i mean maybe as an option like not be mandatory for everything maybe maybe even choose if a proposal should be secret or not um but that's very needed and yeah coming back to the original question again um yeah the composability of DAOs in in cosmos will be amazing like you can already do anything um I, uh, you know with ibc you can also watch on chain events so maybe I'm throwing there random ideas that needs, uh, of course, uh, exploring. But uh, you could have uh, maybe a DAO that have some kind of funds and uh, some kind of tokenomics. And then this DAO can also watch on-chain events like slashings or whatever and act accordingly. So 
it's very interesting and uh, yeah i'm very excited to see what's coming cool well i think that ties off the nft conversation well the dow topic well i guess the only thing we really haven't discussed even more directly is is DeFi, and that seems to be where we're currently at with a lot of ibc focused applications and especially with the success of osmosis seeing people really loving using these cross-chain DeFi focused applications providing like really awesome ux uh giving them the opportunity to lp things that they understand from other web3 ecosystems that now they're realizing they can get a best-in-class experience in the cosmos doing what other kinds of innovation with decentralized financial applications do we think that ibc and where ibc is going is going to unlock sooner than later and why might DeFi in the broader cosmos end up looking differently than it does in any other web3 ecosystem yeah just look uh, where we are like the on cosmos is just started basically we we only have one amm uh, like one big amm protocol and uh everything else is still missing so we are super early stage there are a tons of protocol that needs to be developed and uh, yeah so much work to do so if you look now the situation and uh you can imagine uh, how how much it can grow from now yeah i completely agree with that we're we're we have like only the most simplest lego blocks you know, I, I'd like to see more around like decentralized lending. Who knows? Maybe there could be even secret lending. Um, but like, there we need more more uh, Lego blocks for the composability to really turn into something very awesome. You know, um, and I, I think those are starting to come out. Like, we certainly have some quality automated market makers and dexes. You know, that's kind of like the base layer. But you know, we need more kind of DeFi protocols on top of that. And then with IBC, that's when it really gets like supercharged. Like I, I think we're probably like six months away until someone can build a really killer version of Yearn Finance, where you can have these like sort of DeFi strategies that use all these different, you know, Lego Lego blocks. Um, and yeah, it's we're getting there. We could we could have a cross chain Yearn Finance and Cosmos. I think in like six months. Yeah, it's, Sommelier is like definitely working on that. Um, I think, you know, just building on what everyone said here, the <clears throat> cross-chain DeFi stuff is kind of nascent right now. What we saw on Ethereum and what we've seen on all of these sort of individual one-chain to rule them all type of ecosystems is that at the end of the day, too much traffic comes on the chain and then prices get prohibitively high. IBC and this ecosystem that we built is the only scalable place to do this. So I think there's going to be kind of a couple of phases here, and we're sort of starting to get into the phase where each of these individual chains, Osmosis and Terra, are sort of at the the front end of the traffic uh, change in Cosmos. We'll see those start to get uh, congested, and then a lot of those activities will sort of flow very quickly onto other chains and potentially be controlled via DAOs from some of these more major chains. But the the real composability that IBC offers is going to be the scalability that is going to set this DeFi ecosystem apart from others. Yeah, I think um, I think IBC and like Cosmos in general is is interesting to look at 
because it's I think the first time that you know you're really you you have this complex ecosystem where you have a number of different networks and all kinds of uh, different DeFi applications that evolved separately pre-IBC. And now, you know, you sort of, they're all, they, they're starting to be interconnected and you're starting to see like apps that are building, you know, uh, sort of meta applications like Yearn Finance and others uh, that connect all of those. Um, but I think that there's also um, like, Another side of things where you know you see osmosis as the first real blockchain uh, application specific blockchain for DeFi. It's like you know Uniswap but on a Cosmos chain, um, and I think we'll start seeing uh, more and more of those as time goes on. So like things will move from you know having a lot of applications on Terra to having a number of different chains that are you know each of them are application specific. I don't know you know. Uh, for example, you know, Olympus, but on a Cosmos chain. I don't know, throwing it out there. Um, and I think that will be very interesting to see, you know, where and how those things evolve. Um, but something else that that I really, really like about the Cosmos ecosystem and DeFi and how it ties in together is staking. And I think that staking where you have a mechanism inherent to each network that yields you, you know, some base, uh, you know, base revenue, let's call it that way, um, really creates very, very interesting DeFi applications that can't really be done in, in it in such a way on other chains and on other ecosystems. And I think like staking derivatives is like the first, you know, uh, the base example of that. But I think we'll start, you know, I don't know, Anchor, for example. Um, I think we'll start seeing more and more unique applications in the Cosmos ecosystem that utilize this sort of mechanism. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see. And I think actually that, you know, having, if you look at, you know, the amount of, uh, I think like super fluid staking is a really good example of that, where you sort of, you know, use, um, you can also, you know, stake and you can also LP. I think we'll start seeing more and more of those type of applications and also across ecosystems. Because if you look at, you know, uh, I don't know how much Adam is uh, staked right now and how much isn't. Um, but if I'm a, you know, if I'm a developer looking, you know, uh, to build a DeFi application, uh, I look at, you know, all the unstaked Adam and I see a lot of value and I really want to capture that value. And I'm sure that people are going to be working on solutions like that. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see, you know, where we are in six months and a year from now. Awesome. Well, we are now with, oh, go ahead, Jack, if you had something on this. I was just going to say liquid staking is a huge part of that story. There's a few different folks that are working really heavily on that. And the, the sort of core liquid staking module is uh, merged and, and is going to get deployed on the next hub upgrade. And I expect to see that sort of get adopted broadly, broadly throughout the ecosystem. It's going to be a, a huge explosion in the DeFi activity, I think. The, the amount of uh, Lido ETH on Ethereum that, that's been used for DeFi is huge. And I think we expect to see something similar on Cosmos. Well, you heard it here. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left till the top of the hour. So think some people can go a little over some people can't either way we're going to start bringing up community members who might have their own questions 
I see about three hands up right now. I'll bring them up in the order in which I saw them. Some people may still be here and they can speak. So I'm going to bring up Wise Bitcoin. Uh, and I also see another hand up from BMO. But go ahead, Wise Bitcoin. You're already up on stage. Oh, thank you. Uh, man, it's been a blessing to listen to you guys drop all this information. It feels like there's a pink elephant in the room that I just want to touch on, on developed on Secret Network that kind of keys in on all these points. And we just launched a video touching on it, but Stake Easy is a liquid staking derivative option built on Secret Network. And they are creating a method that allows people who use their staking option to be able to vote. So it allows for private voting. I think Secret Network will be able to pioneer allowing people to vote on policies on the Secret Network with privacy. And they've got a roadmap in the future down the road of linking in with other IBC protocols to allow them to do liquid staking where people would be able to access private voting as well. So that's just a project right now that I thought. Now, they also mentioned in an AMA yesterday that eventually they want to build out a maybe like a urine finance type application. So listening to all this you guys were talking about, I was like, it just made me want to say I want to get a little note out for what they're building and developing because it feels like they're touching on a lot of these value added protocols. That and also the um, the Cyclops Circus secret DAO, I know that they're influenced by the innovation, the pioneering that you guys are doing on, on Dow DAO. And there's a lot to be learned as everyone's learning from each other. And I, I know that they have a an NFT that if you hold it, you're guaranteed to be airdropped their governance token when it comes out. But their whole goal is to do that DAO DAO, that DAO tooling on Secret for Privacy. So I just thought I would give a little love out to those two projects. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Uh, th thanks for shilling Secret, man. Um... Yeah, um, it's it's funny actually. Stay easy is using I think my um, the the code that I wrote originally for like D secret, um, and I'm glad to see it finally you know getting to uh, to the real world and you know creating value. Um, and I think that's um, one of the things that we're seeing you know as we develop secret network is that secret and privacy is this. Uh, is this thing that provides value no matter, you know, what you're talking about. And, you know, for example, you know, you take NFTs and you add privacy and then you get secret NFTs. Um, and you take DeFi and you add privacy and now you have like private lending. Um, and the same thing, you know, for staking derivatives, once you do it on secret, you know, so A, you can get, uh, you can all of a sudden create like a private voting on chain mechanism. Uh, so sort of like bring privacy to governance, to Cosmos governance. And another thing is that you create a mechanism where you can stake and unstake essentially, um, but with privacy. So, you know, if you want to, you know, stake a lot or unstake a lot, uh, everybody knows that these are sort of actions that, you know, you can see a lot, you can see it on chain. When somebody unbonds a very large amount, uh, it creates uh, waves. And if you have a privacy token that does staking derivatives, then you know that sort of uh, gets eliminated. Where you can, you know, uh, every every user gets, you know, the privacy to do whatever he wants. So yeah, secret is cool. Thanks for shilling. You're welcome, brother. Yeah, they actually mentioned you yesterday as as inspiring them and getting a lot of their initial contract from you. And and you're welcome. To be clear, I don't I don't know what shilling is, but we um. 
we're not paid or sponsored or receive anything. We just talk about the projects in crypto and blockchain that we think add value for education. And we do cover other than just secret, but it's definitely the premium layer one privacy solution. So with all the innovation, it kind of shills itself. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Sweet. All right, BMO, you're up. Or you were up. I saw you on mute. Can you hear us? BMORF is... Um... Hello, sorry. Um, yeah, I have a question about uh, more of a community aspect of things and um, how it translates Perfect. to concrete governance sort of decisions. So, yeah, so we're currently growing like sort of DAOs and there are many interesting ones and like really impressive ones like Marble DAO. But in many ways, we'll be sort of um, rediscovering um, some of the lessons of Ethereum community and with Gravity Bridge and, you know, Avmos uh, coming online, there are ways of sort of um, cannibalizing existing networks. So instead of sort of um, building them from scratch, we could offer them a compelling sort of system where it's fast and also low in gas fees and allows them to uh, basically start cutting entire um, sort of portions of their spend. So my question would be about uh, practically when executing a fork of a community like that uh, into Cosmos and carrying it out, uh, how would you go about it? Basically, would you buy a lot of the ERC-20, uh, try to participate in governance, and if that doesn't work, create sort of some sort of a decentralized bridge? Uh, of course, a contentious issue. Basically, if you, would, if you were to fork like a DAO that's like not inherently related to Solidity, but could be forked to a community of some kind, how would you... Um, do it and uh is gravity bridge what you would use hmm yeah that's a really interesting question uh you gotta use some sort of bridge uh and you would try to get as much of the the cw20 as possible or the erc20 as possible um but more importantly you need to get community members like you can't just do this alone as one person a DAO with one person is not that interesting you would need to i think the most important thing would be rallying like a significant percentage of the community of like, hey, let's go uh, start a DAO 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 or like, let's go start a DAO on like secret network, you know, and then sell them on like, like the advantages of that. Like that's it's cool multi-chain DAO tooling and, you know, uh, it's it's like actually affordable to vote and it's like actually on chain and it's like a real DAO. Um, so you'd have to like sell like a decent percentage of the community on like coming over. But. I think once you've got like a decent number of people uh, and you don't have to get everybody, um, you can, you know, uh, find find your bridge of choice. And there there's many bridges at the moment. Um, there's Gravity Bridge, uh, Nomad, Axelar, uh, Somalier, uh, Umi. There's 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 many different bridges at the moment. Um, I'm not going to pick which one you should use, but you, you use a bridge of, of your choice and bring those tokens over and then you know once you have those tokens over in cosmos land uh you know you can start it out with them yeah it's actually well thank you for clarification that i definitely would uh, look into the other ones but I, I wanted to ask about the experiences once you're in the cosmos side as well because you know typically especially as sort of these platforms and products uh, mature there will be more than just sort of the contract itself or the instances of it or token distribution there will also be some front-end experiences around um sort of some on-chain things and so it's convergence there basically around uh, world connects v2 standard or like how can um a team minimize the amount of modifications let's say to a typescript ui uh that needs to take place after the fork oh that's a these are these are like galaxy brain questions um i hope the rest of the audience is is loving this but um yeah i think we uh, so this is what's great about smart contracts is that they have like a roughly like similar kind of interface um similar to how like all the evm chains just copy and paste like the uniswap contracts but also the uniswap front ends like 
you know, we're going to see sim- similar things happen with Cosmwasm as it standardize, standardizes. And, you know, you'll, you'll just sort of have like basic contracts with like basic UIs that come with them. Like, you know, I feel like Wasm Swap is like already like sort of an example of this where you can like take the contracts and the UI and then like bring, bring it to new chains. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to, we're starting to see some things like that with NFTs. Uh, Stargaze is going to have some like front end toolkit stuff to come out so you can build like your own custom like NFT sites and stuff. Um, as well as the contracts. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's like an important part of reusability. We, we talk about like the contracts being like open source and, you know, easily cop- copyable, but having good open source, you know, front end repos is like insanely important for like any like smart contract ecosystem. Um, and then you mentioned Wallet Connect. Uh, I think Wallet Connect is really cool and something I'd really like to see us all like get buy-in around the, the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, it's, it's a really great gateway to mobile. And I think it's a really great standard in terms of like, basically allowing for multiple different wallets. We, we kind of want a whole ecosystem of wallets. In my opinion, we don't want to just like put all our eggs in one basket though. Kepler is amazing. I love Kepler. Um, but I think we'd all like to see like more diversity of wallets potentially with like some really cool chain specific integrations, like, you know, like a, a wallet for Stargaze that shows all your NFTs or a wallet for secret network that has like secret properties you know that's like kind of like it's cross-chain but it's like built to take advantages of like you know special networks or whatever i think there's just a lot more innovation to be done in wallets and i think not putting all our eggs in one basket is healthy for the ecosystem so i think wallet connect is great for that. Mm. yeah that, that's a really interesting point around wallets in the cosmos ecosystem and how much innovation there is still left to do on the on the end user experience and we're starting to see a lot of that actually in the secret ecosystem as well with uh, what's happening with starshell uh so really interesting we're at the top of the hour here i already had to say goodbye to cryptocito who had a hard stop so everybody pour one out for cryptocito he's uh he said goodbye to all of you in spirit uh for our speakers who can stay on just like a couple extra minutes more if there's anything that you guys since you all did a huge favor to the community of coming and gathering here today if there's things you want to shill quickly for like 20 to 30 seconds each about what's going on in your own worlds or what's going on in your own networks and projects. This is the perfect time to do it while you've got a captive audience before we start wrapping things up in a bit. Obviously, this will happen again. We do this on an extremely regular basis. Secret spaces are every Tuesday, now at 5 p.m. UTC, thanks to Daylight Savings. Uh, So 1 p.m. US Eastern. So for everybody who's still up on stage, uh, let us know what's going on with you guys uh, while we still got everybody here to hear about it. Jack, I pick you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Cosmos that I'm working on. Um, I I do want to highlight the work that we're doing at Sommelier. We've spent a lot of time uh, building out the the core engineering team. And when we're talking about a lot of these really complex cross-chain applications that rely on IBC and sort of the challenges of asynchrony in a smart contract environment, we're confronting those a lot. A lot of those head-on, working with managing funds over on, a, on Ethereum from a Cosmos smart contract chain. In addition, we're pioneering things like interchain queries and providing initial use cases for things like interchain accounts. So uh, all of the stuff that we've talked about today, uh, I, I am working very hard on um, with a number of different projects. Would encourage folks to go check that out. Um, 
sommelier coming soon. Also, uh, you know, I'm up here with two of the other members of Core One from Juno. I would be remiss if I did not mention Juno. Uh, that community is is really, really excited right now. And uh, a lot of cool things happening in that ecosystem. And all of those same things around uh, IBC smart contracts and these complex multi-chain applications, as well as governance and DAOs. Juno is a bleeding edge up. Yeah, I guess speaking of DAOs, I, I got to shout DAO out. Um, you know, it's uh, it's next-gen interchain DAO tooling. Um, it'd be great to get some secret devs in because I, I want to think about how devs or how DAOs can leverage IBC to take advantage of, you know, what secret network offers. Um, and that could be like, you know, uh, like shielded addresses or like even just like engaging with like the like this like the secret decks um you know things like that um we'd love for you to join our community and like figure out how we can bring the power of you know ibc and secret to to dad out um wherever they might live in the cosmos um and then yeah it, we're also working on uh, zk voting as well if that interests anyone in the crowd um but lastly, I want to shield bad kids on Stargaze because they're almost minted out and you should like get a bad kid because they're awesome. That's it. I've got a bad kid. They're great. Yeah, I need to, I need to get one as well. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hit me up. Let's, let's figure out, you know, how we can bring uh, the power of secret to uh, Dow, 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 Dow's. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll shill, uh, I'll shill uh, Legend DAO. Uh, a lot of amazing stuff happening on Secret Network and in the Cosmos ecosystem, obviously. Uh, but the one thing is uh, that I'm excited about is uh, Legend DAO, uh, which is a NFT, uh, it's called NFT platform, uh, which will offer uh, unique gaming and drops and all kinds of like really, really, really cool stuff uh, that I cannot talk about yet, unfortunately. But if a guy is here, uh, then I need to ask him when we can leak some alpha. Uh, but anyway, that's coming uh, really, really soon. Um, and it's going to be uh, really, really amazing. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, for anybody who couldn't hear it because he was breaking up a little bit, I will translate it for you. Massive Legendow NFT Alpha leaking soon, uh, provided Guy allows us to. Uh, perhaps on the next Secret Spaces a week from today. Demi, did you have anything you wanted to chill out? Uh, yeah, just uh, like a personal objective and also something that uh, we are working on, Heidi, uh, along with the Stakefish and the Haifa. Uh, we are working on uh, trying to improve the governance process, starting from uh, Cosmos Hub. And uh, if you are interested, there are uh, a lot of discussions in the Cosmos Forum. Um, go check it out. The, there is a last call uh, proposal uh, topic on the forum that uh, you should check out. And uh, yeah, soon it will be posted on chain on Cosmos Hub. And uh, it, will be, it uh, will suggest uh, a lot of protocols and uh, procedures for uh, on-chain governance uh, that I think uh, all, all the Cosmos chain, I think, uh, should follow or at least uh, get inspiration from. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to take this uh, to June as well. And on the other side, uh, I'm working very hard on uh, raw uh, airdrop that will be the JunoSwap token. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to share more about it. Amazing. Well, 
all I heard was that there's a ton of stuff coming soon, ton of airdrops, tons of apps launching, everything to get hands on. I know the Cosmos is a really big space and only getting bigger, but that's why it's important to do like things like this on a regular basis so we can all hear about what's happening in these other networks, what it can mean for us as users of all of these chains or potentially literally all of these chains. So be sure to come weekly, Tuesdays, Secret Spaces, 5 p.m. UTC. 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern, we bring on guests. We do updates, as you can see, not only from the secret universe, but across the whole cosmos. We'll bring in guests from other ecosystems. In the past, we've featured guests from Solana and from Near and from Terra, and we'll continue to do that just so people get the very best secrets, the very best alpha from all over the ecosystem. Of course, with Secret Network, our angle is always how can we use privacy solutions to make all of these applications work better for more people in more ways. If that's something you're passionate about, come join our communities, show up uh, in our Discord. You can just go to chat.scrt.network. Uh, but follow us here on Twitter. If you'd like to be featured on a future secret space, you can reach out and DM us. If you would like to feature secret on one of your own secrets or on one of your own Twitter spaces, feel free to DM and reach out. But either way, make sure you're back here in a week's time. We'll do this all again with new guests, with new alpha, with new secrets. Thanks, everybody, who took time out of your day today to join us. We'll see you again on the next Secret Spaces. Happy Tuesday or Wednesday for our Asian friends. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Secret Spaces featuring IBC's Jack Zamplin, Crypto Cedo, and more. Recorded on Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. This episode of The Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. I've been riding through town, looking like a buck fifty. Still got love for the humans that be fucking with me. Feeling like I gotta take advantage of the bricks that hit me. Three little piggies, you can miss me like Mississippi. A bunch of hippie dippies, hippie flipping. I like my acid trippy, switching into spiffy wolf clothing like your grandma's missing. Rolling up some critical, hitting these individuals. Keep the flow hysterical while I'm spitting these lyricals. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in miracles. I don't don't believe we've earned the right to harvest these materials sleeping in the cut killing all the cereal cereal killers out hunting down the cheerios me i sit back bumping lines through the stereo and try to rearrange all the lies they've been feeding y'all all these imperials make me all delirious looking at the stars gonna relocate to serious looking at the stars gonna relocate to serious
for the next task Paying great When we used to go around the world in 80 days And the harvest was bountiful Making hay Trying to stick around and stake my claim I'm giving this ignorance a kick in the dickens It's like a bunch of hit or miss kids on the mission It's all ego and very little training Miracles and daisies pushed up daily Running out of patience, saving grace Always too hungry to save some face We like getting wasted late That's a twist of fate when your memory is missing dates Tragedy strikes when you lose that debate Then you choose to relate to the views of your mate But the views of your mate are like the news on an eight And the news only exists to propagate hate So flip the channel off and kick the battle We're getting ripped off like a ticket raffle I'm sick of these assholes living like kings While the rest of these beings are sick examples We're living samples, getting studied Gifted animals, limping bloody Stepping around all the traps in the mud So the rats with the drugs can slip abruptly Living in shambles, these people are starving It's like we're being led by Marvin the Martian On how to regard human life than we saw But remind them what it's like to have your carriage get robbed Stick them up Spaces.